Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Danny Dolphin Podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, um, what was I gonna say now? <laughs> Don't forget already what you're gonna say, but yeah, um, yeah, episode five. I was thinking too, like once, um, each episode, I think at 10, the first 10, after the first 10 episodes get to 100 views, I know we're in, in the middle right now, but once we get to 10, epi- past 10 episodes and they get past 100 views each, um, I'll do a giveaway for the podcast, I was thinking. So yeah, a couple things to give away. And so yeah, there'll be a couple things to be won. So yeah, gives you more incentive to incentive incentive to go back and uh, listen. But hey, I just trying to make the podcast grow and always give back to you. It's awesome. I love you guys. You know, like especially the people I talk to. You know, sometimes even daily, um, and all that. You know, you guys are fantastic. The people that have been here since you know a long time ago, and they're still with me. And yeah, the things are growing. We're trying to do more with the channel, and yeah, see how things go, so I'm really excited, but as always, thank you for being here, and yeah, once all, after we get 10 episodes out, 10 weeks in a row of uh, podcast episodes, we'll do a giveaway after they all hit over 100 views, so stay tuned for that. (laughs) Lots of other stuff once we hit that 1,300 subscriber, uh, 1,300 subscribers on the channel as well, we'll be doing still that giveaway for that Slag uh, Transformer, the Long Neck, and um, also that, the GameCube uh, Smash Bros. controller, so... Yeah, um, lots of things happening on the channel. Yeah, I got lots planned for the channel. I'm still trying to just feel my best. Um, you know, um, this week, week, yeah, it was Friday was three weeks on off that medication, and yeah, I felt pretty bad. Like, it sucked. I mean, this week, like two of the days were so rough. I almost had to leave work, and like I was like, my head was like, it felt like it was expanding, and it's like getting small i was just so foggy and groggy and no and like so irritable and yeah it sucks i'm working with a co-worker who's really mean and like abusive but i mean it's finally being handled apparently but it's just now i'm dreading going to work and i have to work um extra shifts because we lost more people and one other trans co-worker went away for surgery so yeah (laughs) it's been hectic (laughs) But, yeah, I'd love, <laughs> you know, it's been hectic, and I just, yeah, I want to feel better. I want to get more done here, and, yeah, i got to work, and, yeah, i got to feel healthy. My energy is low, and you know, I want to keep up with all this right now. I'm still just managing to do the podcast, maybe an episode uh, of something during the week, but I'm trying my best to keep you all entertained. <laughs> but I appreciate everyone that's always here, but, yeah, it sucks when you fear going to work. I've never had that. And I've never been bullied at work. I've been bullied at school, and I've been the bully at school at times. I mean, grade 9 and stuff, that wasn't a good year for me. I was kind of a bully. (laughs) Bully! But, yeah, so that was tough. But, yeah, I've never been bullied at work, though, ever, because, you know, it just wasn't. And, yeah, it sucks being bullied at work by people. And they're just like, they're just, it's nothing about the trans stuff or anything like that. They're just a snap show. It's like, you know, they start flipping out if I put like a receipt on the table wrong. Or they start flipping out when I, because uh, I'm not good at math, obviously, right? Like, I'm kind of like a dodo bird. <laughs> I'm not a math brain, a mathlete. I'll see you at the mathletes. <laughs> but yeah, so it sucks. Um, <laughs> 
but yeah, it sucks having someone like, you know, over your shoulder, freaking out, like even stepping at you, like, you know, trying to intimidate you and stuff, even though they're like taller than me, they're not physically intimidating or anything but it's just like i'm not not safe but sometimes it's just like annoying because they like freak out over everything and i'm just trying to do my job and be happy like who wants to go to work and get be called like stupid or they feel you know they feel sorry for my brain when um you know i'm just trying to count the tills it's tough and yeah it's been really bad lately especially when i'm on the brink of like falling apart from this medication i'm you know, people, like, there's other customers that were rude or <laughs> saying weird stuff to me and trying to, like, get me going, but I didn't feed into it. I just let them go, but it's just, like, it's a lot. I'm at work, like, a lot of people, um, a lot of people are good, though, and pretty accepting, but there's some comments or, I don't know what you call buddy by people or, you know what I mean? It's just some little things you're just like, what? You know, and you try to correct people or say something, because uh, otherwise, if you don't, I find then you feel more ashamed and more like you feel bad for yourself. I extremely do. If someone says something really weird to me and I had that moment to say something to them, no matter like how big they are or how hillbilly and tough or how this and that, you know, it's like, yeah, it's tough. And then I'd rather say something and then I'd feel good again. And there's other comments too. Like a lot of people, they just wonder what's going on with me, you know, because the voice and stuff throws them off. Like I think some like kid with autism, he was really young, like maybe five or eight or something. I can't tell how old kids are. They just look like kids to me. But the kid was like, what are you? Some sort of, what are you trans or some sort of lesbian? I was like, what's just, what is easier for you, kid, man? What can you handle today? <laughs> but yeah, no, they were like kind of autistic. They didn't even mean like, they weren't trying to be mean at all. They were just like so questioned and wondering. They're like, my friend's like this. Like, I'm trying to figure out what's going on with you. <laughs> but for the most part, people kind of know or it's like, yeah, they're just like, I see them looking at parts of me. They're just like, <laughs> this questionable face. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah for the most part there's a lot of kind people there's a lot of good people there's a lot of friendly people but there is some idiots and you do you know you take them at face value but sometimes it hurts and they don't realize i don't think some people how much some stuff can hurt and i'm not overly sensitive like one of my homies came in today yeah this is one guy who rolls up on his little scooter and stuff and he's kind of like this ex like meth head he says like oh my roommate roommate used to steal and all this he doesn't live with them anymore but he's like he used to get all these free electronics and he's like a wee little guy but he's actually kind of nice and um he's on this little scooter and but he's like kind of has the meth sores all over and not his arms and stuff but not like too fresh maybe he used to be like hardcore meth and now he just uses it on weekends <laughs> but um yeah he's he comes in and me and him are pals now so we're like yo man dog what up g you know so it's like once you like know a trans person it's like they probably if i mean i don't know i mean i try to be pretty lax it's just when people you don't know and it, some of the stuff they say it throws you off guard and then you're feeling bad from the medication and then you have an abusive coworker to live with. And I'm sorry to whine and complain, but I feel like, you know, I have no one to talk to anymore, no one to t tell. It's just like, oh my goodness, it sucks. And yeah, it's just tough, but you get through it. That's what life is about. I mean, I take this all as, you know, more testing in life. You know, once I get through this and I actually feel healthy and positive, I ha will have grown tremendously. I will have grown 
like yeah i have a new <laughs> respect for a lot of things health included mental health definitely and all that so yeah, if you're ever being bullied at work um speak up i mean i had to have someone report it like my coworker freaked out at me recently and it was in front of a crowd of people and i guess one of them reported it so i mean i wasn't even man enough <laughs> to report it but yeah you got a joe rogan that you got a man up <laughs> report somebody if they're being highly or abusive in any way not just highly abusive i usually take a lot of abuse before i crack you know <laughs> like i'm like a sponge for abuse <laughs> yeah like i said it's not a lot of people to talk to but yeah um <laughs> yeah it sucks you know my ex was such a good huge part of my life and best friend at you know best friend not just at times but best friend and yeah, I miss my homie, I miss my buddy, more than anything, it's like, I'm kind of overall the romantic part of her, and all that, it's, it's like, it wouldn't work anyway, so, yeah, but it's just like the buddy part, I miss my homie, I miss my little pal, you know, but, you know, it's just, yeah, it won't ever be like that again, you know, people change, and, you know, I lost my other close best friend this year, I mean, like, we're just not friends anymore because of stuff, and all this drama, so, I mean, I lost, like, two most special people to me ever, you know, as friends and stuff, you know, family, I guess, like, that aren't your immediate loved ones, like your mother and sister and all that, I love them to death, but talking, like, people that come into your life, you know, don't have my, you know, the love of my life, <laughs> and yeah, I'm not trying to replace her, and you know, that's why, I, like, I try to meet people, but I'm just like, uh, this doesn't even come close, or, and just mentally, yeah, it's just like, uh, I need someone that, does, like, totally understands me, it's hard for that, but I'm kind of giving up on that anyways, the whole love thing, <laughs> tell you the truth, it's all good, <laughs> if something happens one day, maybe, but I, I'm pretty functional high alone, and like from all the med changes and stuff, like, you know, just don't have that male sex drive, so you don't really care about sex anymore, so it's not even a crucial subject in your mind, and you're just like, alright, whatever, <laughs> I can be alone forever, <laughs> but yeah, and then, yeah, I just missed the pals of them, you know, my best friend, you know, we didn't come to terms with some issues, and then, yeah, I stopped talking again, you know, it's just like, I was like, you know, it sucks, <sighs> and yeah, you just lose those close people that know you the what the most even more so than you know some people like they know like my sister knows me like that but it's just some people don't know me like that or they can't put up with me too long or they don't like how i'm jumping from one topic to another like yeah one second it's, it's ninja turtles the next i'm back on ted bundy it's just it's a lot for people to take i'm a lot for people to take and i understand that but you know, I like being in the trenches of creativity, even though I'm just, like, kind of mostly reviewing stuff or getting into figures and toys and stuff on this channel. And, yeah, I don't know. I really do like it, though. brings back a lot of memories, and I do like collecting stuff. I am a collector, so, yeah. And it's just tough, though, like I said, just being lonely, but being creative and getting out there and, like, I'm trying to be more social at times helps, but just finding that person, I do feel like, you know, person i'll be with or another good friend you know they'll have to be somewhat involved in what i'm doing creatively you know even if it's just setting stuff up or being more of the techie person that i need i still need a tech person so bad it sucks i mean i could be so much more far ahead if i had a tech person it's just not my strong point my strong point is being on the mic and you know being in front of a camera and doing the best I can, but I do need a tech person, and yeah, being lonely sucks, but I mean, 
it also is a good thing too you know you can really create yourself and become who you want to be because yeah you're not obligated to other people and other ideas so you can kind of take on your full true self which i'm kind of am experiencing and really like but yeah, it's good to have friends around you and yeah, i meet some people but it's just that the creative friends it's hard for me to find and it's just my age you know like not a lot of 30 something year old friends are like wanting to do this or i don't know maybe it's just my area it's more about partying and camping and living the fast life so yeah but hopefully i'll get that <laughs> meet that person to vibe with once again <laughs> you never know just even creatively would be cool. <laughs> Techie help out and yeah, hold the light type of person. <laughs> but yeah, I guess this is was the walk in for today. <laughs> That's what this will be called. Just the walk in, you know, the intro. I'm walking in like little Wayne dog, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the intro, but yeah, lots of stuff to talk about. Some Transformers stuff, of course. Um, I'll be talking about. I just saw The Lion King with my sister. I also will be talking about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the 1990s movie, for VHS and Memories this week, and yeah, a couple other things. So stay tuned. We'll get into the Q and A now, and yeah, thanks for listening. All right, let's get into the Q and A. Um, yeah, remember to get your Q and A questions in here to get shouted out and to have your questions answered. Ask me about any type of topics nerdy to the trance to the whatever sure to get your comments in though this really adds to the podcast and yeah it gets me to talk about different things but steve green asks uh will you buy the new ecto-1 optimus prime also do you think con exclusives are too expensive <laughs> um yeah i'm not gonna get that ecto-1 optimus prime i like ghostbusters a ton i got that other ghostbusters um generation one figure that they re-released it was like a GameStop and EB Games exclusive, so I got that one. But no, I don't really want the Optimus Prime. That mold for Prime, <clears throat> that mold for Prime, even though it's really good, it's just kind of old now, and I'm just kind of not feeling it. And yeah, I kind of just slowly getting into masterpieces. I do have some, but I don't have a lot. But yeah, um, yeah, I'm slowly getting into masterpieces. And yeah, that Optimus Prime looks cool, but I'm not the biggest fan of crossovers. I like my Transformers, you know, just Transformers, basically. And yeah, but it does look cool if you're a Ghostbusters and Transformers fan. I could see how you could be into it, but for me, no, I'll pass on it. But yeah, do I think con exclusives are too expensive? When they first dropped, they're really expensive, yes. Um, I never really got into con exclusives. There's some I like. I love the G2-colored, like, Menasaur guys that they're putting out. Those are sick, but... For the most part, yeah. Um, you can do the waiting game on those guys. You could wait that out, and uh, you know, down the road on eBay or something. You know, they probably go for a lot less, depending on which figure it is. But yeah, sometimes it's just more expensive to grab those guys as an impulse buy, and then you're kind of stuck with them, and you might sell them down the road. But yeah, I mean, there's some cool. There really is some cool uh, con exclusives that I love to get over the years. But yeah, I never really got into it just because yeah, I'd rather not just. Uh, dump the money on that but if there's something someday um, that I really want yeah I'd probably get it and pay for it but you know me I'll probably keep it and won't sell it but I think that if there is some con exclusives that you like um, just do the waiting game but yeah they are pricey they are a pretty penny (laughs) dollar Steve Green also asks, also, what do you think about the rumor of Tom Welling might be reprising his role as Superman in the CW's Arrowverse? (laughs) Well, (laughs) 
I liked Smallville when it first came out, and yeah, I worked on the last few seasons, the last three seasons of Smallville I actually worked on um, in Vancouver, BC when I was doing my, I was just a PA basically, me and my ex were PAs at the time, and you know, we were just, uh, yeah, production assistants working on that show in Vancouver, so yeah, I've met Tom Welling, I mean, he doesn't know me by name or anything, he's daddy, <laughs> but yeah, I used to see him, he's a big, tall guy, I mean, yeah, he was kind of a diva, I hate to say it, he was a bit of a diva on a set and all that, but hey man, I'm glad, like, he, Superman, like, he didn't even really enjoy the role, I don't think, of playing Superman, and I heard a lot of rumors like that, but I'm happy that he's gonna reprise that role, I mean, that role was more influential than he ever thought, but yeah, I used to watch Smallville as a kid, the first few seasons, you know, and then, yeah, I got to work on it in the last three seasons, and yeah, Works with some pretty cool people, not other PAs, or, or yeah, some PAs were okay, but there's some other cool people, and a lot of the higher ranked people on set, you know, can be a bit of douches and whatever at times, but yeah, the majority of people on Smallville, it was a fun set to be on, everyone was pretty pleasant, and yeah, it was just long hours, you know, 15 hours, 16, 17, I think the longest we did was an 18 or 19 hour day, so that's why I kind of got out of that stuff, I mean... I don't want to stand in one spot all day and, you know, tell traffic to go through or this and that. You know, I want to, I'd rather be at home in the lab being creative, doing my own thing. And yeah, I hope it works out for Tom. Um, yeah, Smallville, <laughs> it's crazy. It <laughs> gets me emotional thinking about it. But yeah, I first <laughs> worked on, uh, yeah, it's jumped on the their set on 2008. So yeah, it was a while ago, something to think about. But yeah, over 10 years ago, basically. <laughs> but yeah, good times. Hope he does well. And yeah, keep me posted if he uh, yeah, takes the roll back. Let me know. Go give Grub Gun a follow on YouTube or Twitch. They'll be streaming some Blair Witch soon, so that'll be really awesome. And yeah, thanks for asking. As always, Grub Gun, you're awesome. Absolutely love this episode, you said, Danny. Your podcast gets better every week. <laughs> I try my best. I'm, I don't know. I'm kind of shooting in the dark with this, but we'll see. Question for this episode. What has been your best thrift store find? Something that you can't believe how lucky you were to get. I think the best thing I've ever found was a game. It was uh, Nintendo GameCube's Fire Emblem Path of Radiance. I can't remember exactly how much I paid, maybe like 70 or so dollars, $75, and then I had a 25% coupon at Valley Village, but yeah, I see it online now going for $299, uh, $200. I do have it complete with um, all the paperwork, the game, and it's in a pretty good condition. And yeah, I've been looking for that game for a long time. I have passed it up at conventions. I have passed it up at retro gaming score stores because they have it for about 250 bucks, 220 bucks. So yeah, so I think that was the best thing I've ever found, the most rarest. I mean, I have stumbled across that Nintendo's uh, Flintstones game, Dinosaur Peak. I do own it now. But yeah, I got that at a pawn shop. But yeah, I did pay more of a hefty price for that one, but not near as much as it goes on eBay or anything. So, but yeah, I did get that as well. So those are like the two biggest rarest games I've ever found. And yeah, basically picked up a Fire Emblem was way better of a deal as it was in mint condition, came with all the stuff. And yeah, I see it on eBay right now for like $299, $189, um, bid starting at $170. So yeah, it's pretty crazy. <laughs> and yeah, I'd like to try it out. You know, that's another thing. I'm kind of going to slow down on some of my collecting and actually play some games, either streaming them on here on Twitch and plus just posting more gameplay videos on the channel around with the Transformer stuff and all that. I'd like to get more into that once I get more of my energy back. 
and yeah, I think that'd be really fun. But yeah, I definitely think Fire Emblem is the biggest find for, um, you know, I still paid a little bit, but nothing that it's worth on eBay or at retro game stores. So yeah, I think that was the winner. <laughs> Thanks for asking. Another question from Pumpkin Glow. Make sure to go give Pumpkin Glow a follow. That's much appreciated. Check out her channel. So thank you for asking another wonderful question and leaving some beautiful comments as per usual. <laughs> her question this week is, what would your perfect Transformers video game be like? Hmm, you know, I've played multiple Transformers video games, some of them really linear. I know that one old one for NES that's really weird where they use like uh, Transformers symbols as bosses and it's a side-scroller platformer. And yeah, I played the um, War for Cybertron games and stuff like that, which I felt were pretty cool. Transformers Devastation as well. I liked that cel-shaded look actually for that. I did like, um, you know, how it was kind of just a battle uh, game, you know, just a kind of hack and slash fighting game. Yeah, um, I find in Transformers movies, the one part that they're always messing up is like the weight of the Transformers, either in car mode, they don't have enough weight or robot mode, they don't have enough weight. And yeah, I find that's kind of weird. You know, I think like something like a Tomb Raider game, uh, Uncharted, like a Drake's game, something like that, maybe more story driven. And you were a Transformer and maybe you were a new type of Transformer, you could kind of guide like either if you wanted to be a car or something like that, truck, a tank, or you know, you can change or yeah you know pick what alt modes you want and more story driven and maybe like you know grinding through levels a couple puzzles and you know um definitely some action based stuff you know cover based shooting and <laughs> i don't know just kind of just have it more like that and you know maybe you're driving to an area not too open world but maybe open world enough at some points like you know the tomb raider games and stuff a nice area to explore you know collectibles um bosses you know and just make it a new story maybe it's a new transformer undercover on earth maybe he has to go somewhere else maybe he's on cybertron maybe he goes to cybertron maybe go somewhere else you know there's a lot of things you could do and maybe you could switch between him and another character like a flying character so they could be like flying character levels and stuff but i just think more like you know kind of like the but yeah like the uncharted games like a bit more story driven a bit more grounded you know like but, you know, you have lots of options, like maybe how your Transformer looks or, yeah, maybe you can just pick a basic Transformer that you know if that's what you want. But I just think, yeah, more grounded, make it heavier, make the battles bigger. Um, yeah, more shooter style, like undercover. But I, th I just find like all these Transformers games, a lot of them I do like, but some of them just lack the weight, like the car mode weight, the robot weight. And some of them like, yeah, do have pretty good story, like the War for Cybertron game awesome that devastation game was kind of straightforward and kind of too much just of a button masher but there's elements of that that i like and I, yeah there should be some like you know battles in the transformer game where you actually are you know kind of duking it out smashing people out with energy weapons or whatever you want getting in the grips right different things but that's what i like about those drake's games one minute you're doing a puzzle one minute you're exploring climbing and the next you're in a huge battle so something like that also, I haven't seen a lot of it, but that new Star Wars game that's coming out, that kind of reminds me of, like, an Uncharted uh, Tomb Raider-type Jedi game. It's, like, Old Republic style. You know, you have your lightsaber. It's kind of battle-y like that. That looks really cool. Something like that. You know, a Transformers game kind of more in that type of style, I think it would be really hype. Because, yeah, they've done, you know, the straight shooters. They've done the brawler types and all that and they work to a point but you know it'd be fun to more adventure exploring battling type game like 
yeah, that new Star Wars game, something like that. Hope that answers your question. I'd look forward to playing a game like that if it ever existed. Thank you for asking your questions this week, everybody. Make sure to give everyone a follow and check out their channels. It's much appreciated. Thank you for being here. Remember to leave your questions for next week. Get some new people asking questions down there, and everyone else keep asking away, and yeah, see where this goes, but thank you so much. Thank you for supporting the podcast and the channel lately, and all the new subscribers. Much love, and yeah, we'll get into some Transformer news. Let's get into some Transformers talk now. Transformers Cyberverse Warriors and Battle Class update. Ratchet, Jetfire, and more. And yeah, like I said, um, I wasn't too sold on um, Cyberverse, as I know it's kind of cheaper, and you know, it's just not well made, but I don't mind some of these battle uh, class uh, figures, and yeah, a few of these figures actually don't look too bad. Uh, the ones that have, uh, you know, the extra components to turn into other vehicles with them and extra add-ons is kind of cool i'm not hating on them and yeah i'm kind of collecting cyberverse um right now just uh sealed most uh, anything i can find that i don't really have that's basically sealed i'll pick up so um yeah so it's pretty cool they have the uh cyberverse sparked armor ratchet which yeah he's pretty awesome um yeah it's cool to see him in his robot mode a little uh you know he just looks like a little ratchet um the the autobot nurse basically (laughs) autobot medic (laughs) and yeah his robot mode is pretty nice i don't mind it i mean it doesn't look it looks like they're kind of doing these figures a little better and yeah i have some of these other battle uh class figures and i didn't mind them but yeah his uh, alt mode he turns into an ambulance a wambulance and it looks pretty interesting i mean it doesn't look the worst it kind of looks yeah like a pretty good transformation overall he also comes with like a snowmobile and yeah the snowmobile um comes to that's his armor so when it's not on him you can have it in snowmobile mode or you can put it all over him in his armored mode which hey i'm not hating on <laughs> i'm gonna definitely pick this figure up not sure if i'll open it might just keep it sealed but I will be looking for this figure for surezies. The next one is definitely Spark Armor Shockwave. So yeah, Shockwave in robot mode looks pretty decent. I really like uh, this design on the Shockwave. Um, yeah, it's Shockwave. He's purple. Um, he's got some other detailing on him, but it is G1. And, well, G1 enough and pretty cool. His alt mode is that weird spider tank thing that's kind of weak as always. So with his uh, Spark Armor forms a satellite so all his stuff comes together and forms a satellite which eh, it's not hateable it's kind of cool actually the satellite and then you can armor him up pretty uh, intensely too and he looks pretty teched out in his armor so yeah the robot mode i like alt mode i've always not liked on on this the spider modes that they give shockwave kind of lame but the satellite's cool and yeah he doesn't look too bad all armored up like i said once these figures drop I would pick them up and probably just keep them sealed for now. But yeah, though all these figures apparently are dropping in October. So and the next one we have is an Action Master. So it's Drift. Um, his alt mode is a little car. It's not too bad. And he's an Action Master. He comes with a sword that I think uh, shoots off. There's like you can see a string on it. So yeah. But I really like this robot mode. This is maybe one of the best Cyberverse uh, Warrior class. Um, 
figures I have seen, action masters I have seen for, uh, yeah, I don't, I really like his alt mode, I really like his robot mode, I like the purple with the white, and he has a fantastic head, head sculpt, and he has a weapon that fires off, and yeah, these are mostly for kids and stuff, these toys are dumbed down a little bit, but hey, I'm not hating on it, it looks not too bad at all, I really dig that robot mode, and yeah, Drift, that's pretty cool, like the alt mode, and yeah, th those figures are a pretty good size, so I, I didn't mind them. Also here we have Action Attack Warrior Class Bumblebee, just like the other guys, he's a 5.4 inch figure, he has 7 steps transformation, yeah, it looks like his hands turn into some sort of rockets, it's an Action Attack gimmick, but yeah, it's not too bad, um, the, actually this is the weaker one I'd say, um, out of all of them. I don't know if I'd be really wanting to get this. Like I said, if it comes sealed, I'll pick it up just for the collecting. But yeah, this one, I love all of them, kind of the weakest. Um, yeah, the alt mode's okay. The robot mode, meh. And last but not least, we have um, Action Attack Warrior Clash Jetfire. So he's, yeah, 4.4 inches, 9-step transformation. His uh, alt mode, the jet or the plane mode, looks pretty sick. Actually, a pretty good job on the alt mode. And, yeah, the robot mode is decent enough. And then, yeah, he has two rockets that fling over his shoulders and blast off. So that's, like, the action mode for him. But, yeah, I think kids would like this figure, especially in that um, alt mode. And the robot mode looks like you could have a lot of fun with it. And, yeah, it's cool how it has the rockets that blast over. Of course, like I said, these toys are cheaper. They're not as... Uh, you know, probably, uh, they're not as popular with collectors or anything like that, but I don't mind them. Like I said, I'm trying to collect, uh, mostly sealed. Um, I buy doubles if I open them, but yeah, that Cyberverse, uh, Drift, I might have to buy two of those because I'm going to have to open one for sure. Really dig the robot mode on them. But yeah, not hating on these guys. I think they, yeah, I'm stoked to see that Shockwave. I'll be stoked to see them in stores in the fall, so... Yeah, um, keep an eye out on the channel if I might bring these up or review one of them at least. Um, yeah, so not too bad. Let me know what you think. I know these aren't for everyone, but I thought I would cover them as I am collecting them. Let's check out the Generation Selects Piranicon and the Seacons. Yeah. Um, yeah, so this is a six, uh, yeah, there's six team members, um, for this combiner. This is the last, basically, Scramble City combiner that, uh, Hasbro and Takara has yet to do for, uh, their line in the last combiner wars and siege and all that, so... Yeah, this is pretty cool. I mean, they only have the, they have all the members here. It's actually in the gray mode, which you can see a lot of detailing that when it just all grayed out like this. The toy will be colored. Um, the thing about this transformer compared to other combiners is, yeah, most of the characters are all the same color. They were like a light blue and a weird type of pink color. But they do look pretty good, actually. And apparently, um, yeah, it is like a Target Master, like its original uh, one back in the J day in the G1 era. Um, yeah, so one of the team members forms a gun. I see a lot of people saying a lot of these figures are retools, and maybe one of the legs is actually a Moonracer retool. I mean, it's a huge retool, but a lot of people are saying, is that Moonracer one of the feet? So... Yeah, um, I've heard other retools as well for this guy, but yeah, he does look cool. I mean, there is some stuff I'd say, like the legs. He does have those, you know, chicken, turkey, flamingo, bird legs, so hopefully they could bulk him up with the third-party set or something like that, but... Yeah, I mean, he's going to look sick. I don't mind that all the colors matchity-match-match, you know. Um, if you look at the G1 toy, that's how it was. And, yeah, I, hopefully, I think they're selling these guys all together as a box set. And he looks bigger than Bruticus. He looks bigger than um, 
the other combiner wars figures i'm thinking he's more like predaking size so that'd be really sick as well um yeah right here you can see all the other bots in there um you know uh, alt modes you know there's lots of different weird they're all weird sea creature type guys but yeah it'll be nice to see these guys fully colored in and see all the different robot modes which i'm absolutely interested in um i kind of wanted the g1 figure for a while i've almost uh, pulled the trigger on the g1 uh figure as well i wanted to get the seacons back in the day but I never did, and yeah, they're a little bit pricey at times. I, I, but they would be cool to have. Like I said, they they kind of like their robot modes for the G1. You know, they do the best they can do, but they kind of look like a blocky mess. I always thought, but I did think the whole transformation mode and all that is pretty cool, and it is the one of the last Scramble City style combiners to ever be released. So, yeah, I'm glad they're doing this guy. He looks sick. You can swap out the different Seacons for the weapons and stuff like that. So, yeah, he looks really cool though. Like I said, when so we. See see this guy already colored in and stuff he's gonna look pretty sick um yeah i'll be getting him for sure trying to get him for sure uh yeah i'm pretty stoked on him actually <laughs> it'd be cool to have him bruticus menasaur and the gang all together and predaking of course but yeah great job uh this is the stuff we always wanted this you know besides like the uh, thighs area and all that and the legs looking a little thin and kind of ter terrible <laughs> um this is you know what we've always wanted we love when they go back to g1 we love when they do it right we love this is how we thought the toy you know to the, to the toy was good enough back in the day or some combiners were good enough back in, in the day but you know having this now is like kind of what your imagination did with the old g1 toys you know you kind of wish it looked like this but you know it just wasn't Basically, the technology to make the toys wasn't around back then, but yeah, I mean, we'll see these guys all colored in. They are a cool bunch. They are a funky bunch. They are a neon, brighty, silly, cute kind of female-colored bunch. <laughs> but I still like them. I think he looks dope. The head sculpt looks crazy good in uh, combined mode. The chest. I do like the arms. I like the gun. I like the sword, the weapon, and the feet. Um, and the you know bottom of the feet look good. It's just the thighs and the legs. They look a little flimsy, but hey. If this guy's as big as Predaking and all that, that'll be hype. I'll be definitely getting this guy and reviewing him up on the channel. But yeah, let me know what you think of this team. Do you like it? Do you care? You know, since it wasn't really in much or any like G1 continuity in America, North America at the time, did you care about it? You know, for TV shows and stuff. But hey, I don't mind it. I'm excited. I love some, me some G1. I love me some combiners. I love me some funky colors. So I'll be all over this guy. <laughs> <laughs> the last Transformers news I'd like to talk about uh, is, uh, yeah, the War for Cybertron Siege Masters update. Rung, Rung Singe, Ratbat, Rumble, and more. So, yeah, uh, these figures look pretty cool. I'm excited to get these little Battle Masters, the guys that turn into weapons, that turn into vehicles, and some more tapes for Sound Blaster and Soundwave. So, yeah, I'm not sure what these blue guys' names are. Um, it just, yeah, I don't want to get it wrong, but I love these two little blue guys. Um, I kind of remember them. I totally do remember them from the G1 line, so it's so cool to see them back out. And, yeah, both of those blue guys I definitely were wanting to pick up. They look pretty sick. And yeah, they remind me so much of the old G1 figures. I just can't really remember their names, but they can also be used as a gun and all that. But yeah, and there's the other Siege, uh, Rung, who turns into a weapon. He's a battle master. Also Singe. Also Singe, who turns into a weapon as well. But the ones that I am most stoked for on here is 
the siege Mi micro the siege micromaster uh rat bat and rumble so that's two more tapes um the thing about them um yeah the rumble the th it uh, yeah it looks kind of too stocky and short like the tape cassette mode looks pr pretty good and old school but yeah he's just like when you see his robot mode like why is his upper leg so short he looks chunky and small like yeah he's ready to rumble but like come on like can't i hope why don't the legs extend more like doesn't anyone else notice like how bad the legs on this figure are like is that real the real transformation i hope like his legs can like fold down or pull out or something like how could his legs be that short and stocky didn't they think that would be weird but i don't know i feel bad we'll need to get a frenzy out there too i mean rumble frenzy whichever way you call them whichever color <laughs> if you're show accurate or toy accurate but yeah um this rumble yeah i this design of it looks so g1 and cool and sick but not like its feet like it, it doesn't its hips and its legs like its upper thighs are way too short or like its legs should extend more you know i don't know looks awkward to me but the siege micro master rap bat looks fantastic um the tape cassette mode it has a hollow part at the back but um yeah the bat mode looks great i like rat bat yeah rat bat looks really sick um yeah i'm stoked to see rat bat um yeah i liked seeing rat bat in the movie and yeah the 1986 movie and yeah the rat bat looks just like the g uh or the, the rat bat looks basically just like the masterpiece figure and yeah i do like the rat bat i have or no i have wing thing the orange one wing thing but i do like my wing thing uh g1 uh I do like its little face and little ears and all that. I know its ears are cheap and broke off as a kid, but um, yeah, the rat bat, this rat bat design's pretty good. I do prefer the actual G1 rat bats and wing things <sighs> designs more, but this is kind of like the masterpiece rat bat, which looks pretty fantastic. Um, yeah, I'd say the siege uh, guys that turn into the other weapons, like just turn into the guns. I mean, they are repaints. The one is definitely a repaint. And yeah, they don't look too exciting or anything, but what can you do? <laughs> um, yeah, the blue guys, Rumble, if his legs looked better, it would be great. But the wing, or Rumble, if his legs looked better, that'd be great. But the Rat Bat looks fantastic. I want to get my hands up and enjoying these little minifigures. I wish I had the Target exclusive with all those other minifigures as well. That Target exclusive with all those repaints looks pretty sick. But once again, we don't have a Target here in Canada or where I'm in my area. I don't think they're in Canada anymore, so that makes it a little bit of a problem i do like collecting the little micro masters and all that um yeah they bring back a lot of memory i remember having a few as a kid i remember wanting a lot more as a kid as well i remember one day i wanted to buy them but i couldn't family wouldn't buy them for me they're just they were even expensive back in the day but yeah um micro i'm really looking forward to these micro masters and yeah rat that must buy um those blue guys a must buy and that rumble i get I, I want them i just yeah it's hopefully they uh that isn't the correct transformation or he won't look as stocky but yeah loving these guys we'll pick them up and share them on the channel well this is gonna be like new segment of the show it's gonna be it's new so I had to see it in theaters or something like that. <laughs> but yeah, I just came back. Me and my sister went to Lion King, the remake, the what they call live action, but it wasn't really live action because it's just CGI and blah, 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 big fight there. And I think at a base level, if you're trying to compare this movie to the original, it just, yeah, it didn't need to be done. The original was a lot better. This movie, though, is pretty good on some level. And not compared to the original, I mean, 
the original because you know the cat's faces on the original cartoons they get more expression out of them and yeah it's more colorful more fun more 90s more cool <laughs> and yeah a way better movie in my opinion beyond this movie but this movie did have its ups um yeah i think seth rogan was really good as pumbaa and timon they stole the show for shizzy some of my favorite uh, characters in uh, Disney Animated as well. I love those two. Um, and yeah, they kind of did steal the show in this. They did an awesome job. They, um, you know, the, the I guess like their freestyle lines or the ad libs that they did were just amazing. And yeah, funny characters. Was there a bit much, you know, kind of kitty humor with them and the farting and all that? Yeah, but lowbrow jokes but what can you do um yeah it's still funny they brought a lot of life um i did not like beyonce as nola grown up i don't know why i just I, it's not that i don't like beyonce i like beyonce but she just yeah when i was watching it kind of took me out of the film for some reason i'm just like oh it's beyonce oh it's beyonce oh it's beyonce but yeah um mufasa the guy that played his role in the original movie i rep reprised his role and same with scar but yeah, Mufasa was good. Mufasa's a man. You gotta always love Mufasa. Mufasa, he's like, you know, he's such a cool lion, a cool guy in general. We don't have men like this anymore, and he dies too. So it's like, oh my god, where'd all the good men go? <laughs> but Mufasa's a pimp. <laughs> he was I think he literally is a pimp. Like, he's got all those women. And it, just to clarify, does anybody know, or is it just me thinking this? Um, you know, Simba, um, I don't see any other guy lions, and so Nala is... So they share, they don't have the same mom, but Simba and Nala, they share the same dad. Is Mufasa both their dads? It's kind of confusing because I don't see any other male lions. And I know she's not Scar's kid. So are they half sister and brother kind of thing? And then they get together. I know that's fine in the animal world and some animals, but is that what's going on here? I just always wonder. <laughs> I love The Lion King, though. <laughs> Such a good movie about incest. No, it's different in the animal kingdom. I get it. But, uh, yeah, it's just, yeah, this movie, oh, other parts, uh, they didn't really, they, you know, they had the hyenas. Okay, this will be spoiler filled, as I should have said, but, I mean, yeah, if you if you haven't seen The Lion King yet, I, I feel sorry for you. <laughs> you were born too late. <laughs> but no, I do love the Lion King, and yeah, um, yeah, this will be spoiler filled, of course. But yeah, Scar, um, they did a great job with Scar. Uh, I mean, they should have had more black mane around him, like the original. I miss how they didn't. It just the whole movie was kind of flat, and the canvas was flat. It was hard to see things. It was just brown, pale, and kind of gray and flat, in my opinion. But I still like parts of it. Like I said, the hyenas. They didn't have Ed necessarily. They kind of had. Like, they had the head, uh, you know, the head female uh, hyena, but, I don't know, they didn't have crazy Ed. What, is he too, like, politically incorrect now because he's a slobbering, like, mental mess? I mean, <laughs> me and Ed had a lot in common. You offend me, Disney, for not putting Ed in. I mean, they had kind of those two guys, but, I mean, Ed talked. He was kind of like Ed, but not really, you know what I mean? It was like, it just wasn't the Ed I wanted. The slobbery, tonguing <laughs> hyena that I love so much. <laughs> But yeah, uh, but overall, uh, the mo the lines like yeah, you're not gonna get emotion out of these faces. I hate to complain that much, but like, yeah, I don't know the faces on the lions. Yeah, you don't get a lot of emotions. I mean, Rafiki was cool. Uh, I liked Rafiki, the monkey guy, um, the witch doctor. 
He's really cool. He actually gets his stick at the end and starts knocking out hyenas. But we all know the story of Lion King. It's Hamlet, basically, right? It's Hamlet, but for Disney, <laughs> which is cool. But, yeah, I don't know. It's just what else? You know, the, it was pale. Um, but, yeah, well, the parts that I loved the absolute most was, you know, um, with uh, Timon and Pumbaa and Simba. I've never really been a huge Simba fan. Like, Simba, uh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Uh, I didn't he was okay as a kid like I don't mind Simba as a kid because like he's kind of trying to be like his dad He's trying to be a man. He's trying to be proud. He's trying to do this stuff But you know once he gets banished to the you know outside of the lion lands or whatever the pride lands um, I don't know. It's just when he grows up, you know He's just kind of a pushover and like it's kind of too soft for me I could never like Simba and like yeah, you're like come on man Like it took him that much he had to have a vision of his father coming back just to you know Inspire him to go back and um, save the pride lands like wasn't just leaving your mother to rot with that guy Scar and the gang of hyenas enough Hey, 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 where's your hot Simba? Or was it just Kuna Matata? <laughs> Kuna Matata. <laughs> what a wonderful phrase. Kuna Matata. <laughs> Ain't no passing craze. <laughs> it's a philosophy. <laughs> I love that stuff, though. I mean, that is the best part. But Simba, he's just too soft and a pushover. I know he goes back and does what he has to do and becomes the king and all that. But... It's just, yeah, it's just his dad was so much more. His dad was the boss. His dad was a man who took charge, a man that had stance, a man that had heart, a man that had conviction, a man that took care of the pride lands. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it just it made me want to watch the other movie, though. <laughs> the old one, I'm going to do a VHS and memories on this podcast as well at some point of the original Lion King. I love it more that you can see all the faces and, you know, everyone shows more emotion. It's classic uh, 2D animation, which I already love. And, yeah, the colors and the songs you know, are so much better, I find, you know, they really got into them, you know, they shortened some songs, like Scar and the Hyena song, they shortened, which I can kind of understand, I mean, they probably didn't want, you know, how it is in the Disney movie, (laughs) Uh, a little over the top, and, you know, but, uh, yeah, and, yeah, I don't know, can you feel the love tonight in the new Lion King 3, you know, the new Lion King live action movie, can you feel the love tonight was in the day? Did anyone else just think that's weird? Like, why is it in the day? Isn't it supposed to be at night? <sighs> There's a few things like that, but yeah, there was a lot of good stuff as well. The battle at the end between Scar and Simba was pretty cool. The animation overall was cool. It looks really realistic, and I like some of it, but it's just kind of, you know, a gray palette, a boring palette. When the real movie shines with colors, like, you know, just can't wait to be king. is like over the top with all the animals and all the colors and all the... I don't know, like, weird vibe it has that's really cool. <laughs> Almost like a trippy vibe, but, you know, uh, it's just the original was out of this water, out of this planet, out of this jungle. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know, Lion King. Um, Did you guys go see the new live-action Lion King? Let me know what you thought about that. Uh, yeah, it's just, did you like it? What did you think of it compared to the original? Was the original much better? In my opinion, it is, but this is good in a different way. But did they really have to redo The Lion King? Probably not. The Lion King is a masterpiece on its own. And this movie will be dated, and the CGI will be dated in time, even if they refresh it. But the other one will just be that classic 2D animation. I know I am nostalgic to it. I know I am biased to it for that opinion, but... 
what can you do? Like, I just, when you grew up with stuff, when it had such a level of production, the production level was so high, and yeah. Yeah, and there's things I don't like about the first one as well. I'm pretty sure I'll share those with you next time when I actually watch the first one. But yeah, I, my sister was crying in the movie. I was tearing up a little bit when Mufasa died, and a couple things with the dad. You know, he's just such a strong dad. You know, I would have been such a good, strong person myself. I was surrounded by a good dad like that. I mean, I was always jealous of somebody like took his dad for granted. I found and didn't really listen to him when he had such a caring, like you know warm-hearted dad and yeah it goes a long way <laughs> yeah and yeah Simba and his dad oh it's a good show and yeah lots of it Zazu did a good job the guy who played Zazu the bird um yeah a lot of it was pretty good the hyenas weren't as good as the original but and yeah the songs I don't know yeah the songs aren't that good I mean they're okay like I like the Lion King songs in the originals a ton but man they're and like yeah the opening scenes like it, it was that woman I'm sorry for getting her name who's saying you know the Anya at the beginning <laughs> and Anya I can't even do it but you know what I mean the Henya or whatever song um Elton John's was like you know tenfold times better why didn't they just get Elton John for that like I understand like making it fresh and new but Elton John's version of that beginning is so much better they should have just had the original song <sighs> Yeah, all in all, though, the movie, like, I think Timon and Pumbaa 100% stole the movie um, to a T. Timon and Pumbaa all day, then Zazu, and then um, Mufasa, and, you know, the rest I, is kind of, like, whatever, but, yeah, I did like how they added, like, in Timon and Pumbaa's part, and they had extra animals running around with them, different little guys, I did like how they had that, and they had the bug-eating, thank goodness, and all that good stuff, but... Yeah, fantastic movie. Um, <laughs> fantastic movie. It's fantastic. No, it was okay. It was enjoyable in the theater. Would I really want to rent it? No. Would I really want to watch The Old Lion King a hundred more times? Yes. And I will be watching The Old Lion King very soon and giving me my opinion. But, yeah, let me know if you saw this movie. Let me know what you think of my opinion, your opinion, whatever, son. And, yeah, hope you're enjoying this podcast. And, yeah, we'll get into something else. Alright, so I'm going to be talking about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, 1990, uh, the 1990 film, <laughs> and yeah, um, so I think I did talk about this once on my other VHSN Memories video, but I'd like to talk about it again as I just watched it, and it is a crucial film of my childhood and life, and yeah, there's never really been another Turtles movie like it. Um, the tone, it totally reminds me of, it's kind of like the Dark Knight of Ninja Turtles, even though it is still more kid-based and comedy-based, it's like kind of the, you know, more dumbed-down version of that, but it's dark, it's gritty, it's kind of like the Dark Knight for Ninja Turtles, and it was the right Ninja Turtles, I mean, these aren't computer-animated turtles in the show, it's people in costumes, and that's amazing, even though these actors were, like, hot as heck and the you know the stunt people were hot in the suits and almost dying from being in it but oh my goodness did it pay off you know Jim Hansen had his touch <laughs> with these uh suits and he didn't right before his death and yeah he didn't even really want to help out with this but he ended up helping out and it went a long way it was uh his Jim Hansen's cre cre creature shop yeah so yeah that's where the costumes were developed 
yeah, it was Jim Henson's Creature Shop. That's where the turtle costumes were developed. So it wasn't really by him, but it was by the shop and all that. So, yeah, um, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is a 90s American martial arts superhero comedy film directed by Stephen Barron based on the fictional superhero team of the same name. The story follows Splinter and the Turtles and their meeting of April O'Neil and Casey Jones and their confrontation with the Shredder and his Foot Clan. Uh, yeah, the, you know, the film is an adaptation of the early uh, TMNT, TMNT uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles comics and the elements from the animated series going on the time. Lots of stuff was pulled from that. So this film also uh, became the highest uh, grossing independent film of the time. So that's pretty cool. I remember I this movie came out in 1990. You know, I was born in uh, 1986. I actually <laughs> still remember seeing it in the theater. That's because my mom was like what 21 years old at the time and yeah she took a three-year-old kid to ninja turtles because i absolutely love the show and it's weird this movie actually came out on march 30th uh, 1990 so that's my sister's birthday march 30th so it's kind of kind of weird but whatever <laughs> yeah it's kind of cool but yeah um why well, i went ballistic when i saw this movie i was in shell I, I had my shell on you know i had my bandanas i had all my weapons you know and on chucks at three years old they're plastic right but i remember like sitting in the seat and you watch the beginning of the movie and i was in the theater seat and theaters were really big and weird at the time because i was only three and i was just like you know with my mom and i was just a little brainless little turtles fan <laughs> at the time and i was so excited you see the people but once those turtles jump out of the shadows at the beginning and you see the the name Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and that music and Leo jumps out front and he's like yeah it's just awesome like he yeah it's just one of the greatest moments of film in my life because seeing that like yeah I absolutely loved the cartoon as a kid I remember even younger like two and even like probably one seeing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles glad my family let me watch it at the time too as a lot of families didn't let their kids watch Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles at the time it was considered a violent hectic overcarbed. <laughs> no, okay people were talking about carbs back in <laughs> 86 but <laughs> um <laughs> not like they do today but um yeah it was just like you know it influenced um bad eating habits you know get that pizza every day type of stuff mentality and yeah sync words like radical and dude and um awesome and of course cowabunga and there was violence and stuff in the show but they didn't ever uh you know even the foot the leonardo um had swords um he only attacked foot soldiers that were robots you know all the bad guys in the show that uh, he used the swords on were robots and yeah so robots were getting slashed up so poor robots but yeah it wasn't too violent but and but it made kids fight in the playgrounds you know kids would be beating any crap you know kids would be beaten <laughs> beaten you know kids would be beating up each other in the parks and yeah it was just people are acting on ninja turtles they had the same problem with power rangers and other shows in the future as well but yeah um i'm just happy my mom let me watch the cartoon and seeing this movie for the first time brings back that memory i can still remember being in that theater the paramount theater i think it was and yeah, it was just such a crucial moment. I remember seeing my mom's face and she was like laughing so hard at me because I was jumping on, up and down on the seats and like, you know, there's other people in the theater and I'm waving around my weapons and I was acting like I kind of uncontrollably, but not like bad, just an excited like fan, excited turtle fan. But my mom, I remember she was just laughing at me. She's like, you silly head, right? But... <laughs> and yeah i remember seeing the movie and yeah i fell in love with like april neal at casey jones and splinter oh splinter splinter like <laughs> splinter gets to me now even you know because 
I had a cat, another cat. I don't know what happened to her. Bless her heart. I hope she's okay. I, I really wish I had her with me. But, um, yeah, I had another cat I got, um, you know, back in the day when I got Luna, I got another cat named uh, Sneaker. And, yeah, they were, like, two cats on us, yeah, always together. And I feel bad that they're still not together. Like, I think I stayed in a relationship because I wanted cats to be together when I look back at it. And that's really sad. But I just... I just wish these cats could be together, but my cat, this cat sneaker, what I'm getting at is, uh, looks so much like uh, Master Splinter. It's like, she was a girl though, but she had a Master Splinter look. She looked like Master Splinter's wife or something, if he had a wife. But yeah, and it just irks me when I see this movie because yeah, it looks just like my old cat sneaker. I, she looked like a rat, I don't, but she was a cute, she was a tortoise shell. But it was just her face, like the shape, it just looked like Master Splinter and it just tears my heart apart. Like I could cry right now over this cat. Like I just, I miss her so much, you know? And it just reminds me of a time gone by in this movie now. Like it hurts to watch because you know, brings me up to the ex and like all my old life and just everything has so much meaning to me, and it just, I feel bad, it sucks, but I still try to enjoy the movies, just when I see Splinter, it just happens like that, but, you know, poor Splinter, it just looks like my old cat, and it just gets me going, but, yeah, the movie in general, like, yeah, it starts off with, like, you know, the foot and stealing stuff, and um, they run into April Neal, and she's trying to expose them, and, you know, they try to mug her and fight her, but Raphael and the rest of the other turtles save her, but Ref loses one of his size, um, you know, he loses one of his size during the battle, and April takes it, so he's all mad about that later on, and then, yeah, so he's out on the lookout for her, I guess, Ref, and yeah, I think the Foot Clan jumps her again, if I'm not mistaken, and you know, um, Raphael saves her and brings her back to the turtle sewer. They live like in this sewer. It's like the sewer, but it's like a hangout. It's like you wanted to live in the sewer when you were a kid. When you saw this, you're like, yeah, I want to live in a sewer. People are like, what? <laughs> but yeah, you're stoked. You know, every time I see sewer drains, I still as a kid, I'd go up to them. And I think I was like, you know, I could yell at the Ninja Turtles like, hey, turtles. You know, I still do. I still see a turtle drain, <laughs> a turtle drain. I still see yeah. Manhole cover. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, look at it like, oh, the Ninja Turtle's still down there, you know, but is the sewer den still rocking? They got Wi Fi? <laughs> I'm moving in. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's just like, it's such a good movie. And you know, they get April, then, um, you know, she freaks out when she sees them. She screams when she sees Splinter because it's so shocking. But then she has the turtles over uh, to her uh, place and they hang out there. But then, uh, you know, they go there for pizza. She invites them in for pizza. <laughs> and, yeah, they eat some pizza with her. Then they go home and see that the Foot Clan and... Uh, because uh, someone, one of the foots that uh, Raphael was fighting followed him back to the den, but he didn't know. So they kidnapped the rat, Master Splinter. While and yeah, they know the turt like the Foot Clan and Shredder know the turtles will want their dad back. Uh, they go to April's because they have nowhere else to go and they can't really stay there because they could get attacked or blah, blah, blah. So it's good they have April. And she puts them up in her house and it's kind of hectic, you know. And uh, Ref goes fighting on the roof by himself because him and Leo have another fight. Him and Leo fight. They fought like me and my ex too it's like hard to get through it's like we were such leonardo and Raphael types <laughs> uh, <laughs> why couldn't we just get along like michelangelo and donatello <laughs> but yeah so ref goes on the roof and fights by himself and he gets stormed by a whole bunch of foot soldiers like beating up really hard but uh my uh casey jones who we already met in the park sees him 
Um, he's on another rooftop and he recognizes Raphael using binoculars and he heads over to Ref because he sees that Raphael's in trouble. And the other turtles are just with April exploring the house. It's like an antique shop on underneath her apartment where her, her dad has an antique shop. And then, yeah, Ref comes, they come upstairs again and Raphael comes crashing through the roof and hits the floor. And yeah, it's a disaster. It's a big battle, you know, a whole bunch of Foot Clan, like 50 Foot Clan members jump in. They're all fighting and brawling and... Yeah, it's a brawl down. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Um, it's just action packed throughout the whole movie, but I did like that scene a lot. And yeah, um, everyone's fighting, and you know they fight. Um, they get axes, and you know there's so many quirky jokes and sound effects in this movie as well. Like the quirky sound effects, like you know when like one of the turtles gets, I think it's Dontel gets his head dunked in a fish tank, played by Corey Feldman or whatever the voice is. Of Corey Feldman for uh, Donatello, right? And yeah, he comes back up out of the water and like there's this sound, you know, the water shoots out kind of corny, kind of kiddish, but and kind of whatever. But you know what? It, they kind of added those subtleties, even though they did keep it pretty grimy, like I was saying, just like, you know, the shots and yeah, it's just a kind of a darker movie and just great shots. And yeah, I like the action, you know. I wish, like, Leonardo could just stab people with the swords. I wish it was kind of more R-rated. Like, if they do this, like, imagine they did a next Netflix special of this or something like that, a special on a um, maybe Amazon or whoever they could get the deal with. But they did it more like The Dark Knight. Like, Leo actually, like, slashes people with the sword and kills them, you know. It's, like, hyper-violent, but it's, like, the suits and it's the turtles like you've always wanted them the turtles like you've never seen them but the turtles you always wanted from those original comics since the original old school black and white comics the first ones yeah they're violent the shredder died in the <laughs> first series or first comic ever so you know they're high hyper violent that's kind of like they've said that's pretty stupid can't killing off your main character and the main villain in the first uh, comic but yeah they did that <laughs> But yeah, so the turtles, like, they get stormed. Casey Jones show, shows up, and there's, like, a fire at the apartment. And so the other foot, there's lots of foot clan there. But, you know, they go, ninja, vanish, because they have to get out of the burning building. So it kind of splits them both up. And the turtles and April end up on a farm with Casey Jones. It's April's old farm. And the, foot's, uh, the foot clan just keeps, you know... The foot clan goes on and keeps trying to rebuild and there's you know you see the shredder and the shredder comes out and it's very like over the top the shredder the helmet looks a little big and kind of goofy i'd say but if the helmet was a little bit smaller um i like this shredder like i said kind of dark knightish kind of batmanish the shredder is handled well it's kind of the dopest shredder i have seen but the helmet it's like you know darth helmet from Spaceballs, it's just too big, you know, it's kind of a joke, but I don't know, if they tightened up the armor and made him a little bit more samurai, and yeah, you just bought into this as a kid, like Shredder does a huge speech in front of all these like kids um, and teenagers and misled youth, and yeah, back now it would be kind of cheesy and corny, but it just back then it would seem more realistic, and these kids are all hanging out in like an underground arcade, and it's like, you know, there's cigarettes being sold, menthol or regular, <laughs> regular a menthol <laughs> and like you know there's skateboarding and arcade machines and like pizza and food and like i just thought this place is a real place so i was a kid i was like whoa man like how do you find that place it's like an arcade there's a place called scandia where i live and there's an arcade like that so 
it's kind of, yeah, I was like, it's like the big kid style one, <laughs> and yeah, I thought it was crazy underground, like, it's my body, it's my body, that's the music, right, it's like also 80s, and I guess like, yeah, late 80s, early 90s, actually, and just over the top, like, skater, uh, renegade, uh, kind of punk hipster, <laughs> hipster, they didn't have hipsters, but <laughs> hipsters back then without being called hipsters, but yeah, it's just like a crazy place, and the Shredder runs this place to get like the misled youth into it, and then once they get corrupted, he brings them into the fighting, and brings them into the Foot Clan, and he's just trying to build this you know, huge foot clan that goes around stealing TVs and <laughs> go around stealing like all these electronics and sports goods and stuff. And, yeah, they call themselves family and all this, but <laughs> I could go on and on about the plot, but you know, to sum it up, you know, because it just brings out, I'm trying to remember things while I talk about the plot. But, yeah, you know, they go to the farm. Um, Raphael's still knocked out in a bathtub. It's pretty crucial seeing April's, uh, you know, kind of going over these pictures. Uh, she's drawing pictures of the turtles, and she's laying out these scenes, and, you know, there's uh, Raphael, like, in a tub. Donatello and Casey Jones are kind of bonding, but then Leo, like, shows this picture of Leo, and Leo, because he got in a fight with Raphael, he feels real bad, and his brother's almost dying in a tub. And that's what I mean, they just put him in a tub, like, like maybe he needed, like, some more <laughs> medical attention than just being thrown in a tub with water because he's a turtle, but, I mean, it works. It works, but <laughs> but yeah, he does wake up, and him and Leo reunite, and yeah, they get over their big fight, and Leo has a vision about uh, Master Splinter's alive, because they weren't really sure, so it's like a meditation. This part's kind of corny, because later he gets all the turtles to come out to a fire, and at this fire, the turtles all meditate, but I mean, it would have been better if Leo just saw him and convinced the turtles, that would be more believable, but I guess they want all the turtles to know that master splinter's alive and then they they say we're heading back dun 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 the music kicks in and they head back right <laughs> into the town <laughs> they go into their old sewer and they bring april and casey jones back to the old uh sewer den and april finds her boss's kid they find their boss's her boss's kid hiding out down there and the tur you know he's in a closet and the turtles pull him out and yeah his name's danny and he has to and i don't know he has a connection to splinter and yeah, he gets one of the pictures from April of the Turtles. He's kind of misled youth. It's kind of like, you know, he thinks Shredder's the good team. And then he sees the Turtles realize, like, that's what real family's about. He's the one that leaked it to the Shredder. Um, when Shredder's doing that big spe speech, he puts his hand out. And he's basically the one that told the Shredder, actually, where everyone was, too. So, he's a rat, but... <laughs> you dirty rat! <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so yeah and yeah so they find the kid down there and it's so funny at one point because they're just getting ready to sleep because and eat you know have a little snack before bed and get to sleep and i guess casey jones uh Raphael's buddy the you know like say he's like when grexy on steroids he's kind of like a vigilante just wears like a hockey mask and has weapons on him right and runs around town trying to be like a you know very poor style Batman saving the world, saving the people from robbers and stuff. But yeah, I guess he's scared of, uh, you know, he's claustrophobic. He's scared of small spaces. I think Donatello says it to him because he's like freaking out. He doesn't want to sleep in the sewer. And he's like, you're claustrophobic. He's in that weird voice he has. You're claustrophobic or whatever. And Casey Jones in this 1990 movie, he replies. He's like, I never even looked at another guy or another man or whatever that way. It's so funny. It's like, it's the 1990s. He thinks he means homosexual, but he's just calling him a claustrophobic. I just, for some reason, that uh, 
line just really got to me. I thought that was really funny and corny. So, <laughs> and then yeah, Danny goes back to the, and he talks to Master Splinter. Um, yeah, April's uh, boss's son's kid. He goes back, and he wants to talk to Splinter. So he's talking to Splinter. And yeah, he realizes that the turtles and Splinter are the good side, and then the Shredder approaches them, and yeah, Shredder instantly knows that he's lying and hiding something, right? So he uh, gets the paper, uh, he finds a paper the, that April drew the picture of Leo, and yeah, I think he just instantly knows, like, the turtles are back. He sends a clan back to the turtle den, I think, and then, um, but yeah, he's in the car because he is claustrophobic because he's sleeping up top, and that kid Danny sneaks out at night and uh from the sewer and yeah um casey jones trails him <laughs> and follows him into that club for the, you know the underground hangout for kids and stuff <laughs> sounds so bad but yeah you have the underground hangout so they go under there and danny talks to splinter and blah 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 and gets caught i think but then casey jones sneaks in and starts helping master splinter escape and the shredder's right hand man tatsu sneaks in to stop casey and then there's a big fight under there and then you know uh, tatsu almost kicks his butt knocking punching and kicking casey a few times knocking my boot and then casey falls into <laughs> some boxes and some old entertainment stuff that they've stolen he sees a, a golf set and he grabs one of the clubs and he just like jabs the end of it into that tatsu guy's stomach and the guy's like oh grabbing his stomach and then casey just um smashes him with the golf club and he's like i'll never call golf a dull game again and he loves so he's now he's a fan of golf or whatever because he's kind of like a sports nut and yeah they you know they get rancer splinter out of there apparently and there's a huge brawl now all the all the foot soldiers are fighting the turtles and the they storm the sewer i think again and there's a huge brawl and they take it up onto the street they take it up onto this building top which is pretty crazy and they're all fighting and the turtles all end up on this rooftop and then yeah the shredder jumps in he just like kind of falls into screen and it's like with heavy weight and they're like whoa who was this guy you know they're all cracking these jokes like i think they say like this guy uh <laughs> never needs a can opener and they're just making all these jokes and then um i guess they find out i think leo says uh this guy knows where splinter's at and he's like oh the rat it had a name you know so like what the shut the turtles freak out and they brawl with the uh, the turtles freak out and they all attack um shredder one by one but he he just actually he's pretty good and he like knocks each turtle out of the way they try a few times he ends up getting leo pinned on the ground and he tells them to toss their weapons now or he's going to kill leo and yeah they toss their weapons except mikey's chucks get stuck on uh, a ladder on the side of the building so yeah and you're like okay and then so the turtles have no weapons and he's like the shredder's still like he dies and then he's gonna kill leo and then i guess splinter pops up and then leo turns a rolls away and the shredder can't kill him and then the shredder surprises to see splinter and then him and Sp he ends up knowing splinter from back in the day because um splinter um well the shredder killed splinter's master back in the day so splinter and him kind of have a revenge um the shredder chopped off splinter's ear when he was a little rat before he got mutated and uh yeah splinter clawed up the shredder's face that's where he has the mask shredder pulls off the mask shows his um shredded up face you know the shredder like with a rage of emotions just charges at splinter yeah splinter's like at the top of the building and the shredder rushes him with the spear and 
you know, Splinter, because he uh, taught the turtles how to fight. He's a master himself, and he pulls out the nunchucks that didn't fall down, and he twists them over and tosses uh, Shredder over the side of the building, just holding on to the nunchucks, um, and they're t- holding on to the spear. So, um, yeah, and, and he's giving this speech, like... To, about to Shredder about how he won't die with honor and then uh, Shredder just throws a knife and uh, Splinter catches it and yeah Rokosaki Shredder falls into a garbage truck and yeah Casey Jones is down there to press the uh, compressor and crush uh, Master Shredder so yeah Shredder gets destroyed and yeah I know I just <laughs> and so you think yeah, and there's other sequels but in this uh, Shredder just gets yeah squished pretty much and yeah the other movies are good well, no, the other movies aren't good. Turtles 2, it's not as good as this, and it's way more um, dumbed down. And Turtles 3, uh, the costumes are terrible. But, yeah, I mean, it's the Turtles movie we always wanted at the time. It's the Turtles movie we got, the only Turtles movie we had for a while. And it spawned other things. But like I said, I think a lot of people want to see this formula come back, this movie come back, and just become something more like get the like if this is the turtles that work the most not these huge oversized weird looking turtles that michael bay's trying to make you know these turtles work the best um why change it why change what works i don't like when hollywood does that it's like you got to be experimental sometimes but this worked get the turtles back like this do it grittier do it more like uh, Dark Knight Returns and you know Rise of the Dark Knight style get some of the actual villains like the second movie has Toka on Razor who are kind of tr- trying to be like Bebop and Rocksteady but get some familiar turtles even I don't even care if they go kind of weird if they had a metal head or something just do it right do it gritty do it the way we want it from the original like like I, if you want to make money with this stuff and cash in with the nostalgia crazes get back into the 1980 is move a uh, TV show the, you know get back into the this movie and take what worked with Ninja Turtles and keep it going I mean I, I see there is a lot of Nan- Ninja Turtles fans out there and a lot of Ninja Turtles fans from being a kid are probably hurt because it's hurt because you know it's not as big as it is and I don't think people understand the power of the turtles and how big it can be I mean there was another boost a little while ago of the big turtles fans I noticed but turtles is a franchise that is a little underrated right now as big as it is as many fans as there is it's not to hurt anyone's feelings I do love the turtles and different things I wish we had those mecha figures in my area and target but you know you just don't but um you know um turtles can be a lot bigger turtles can take over turtles took over a generation there's people that are still touched by this movie you know it raised 13 uh no it had a 13.5 million dollar budget and you know box office over 200 uh million so it's yeah it has the power turtles turtle power (laughs) are you shell shocked you know the movie is full of jokes the movie is full of action the movie is full of you know good times great shots you know i know there's things they messed up and you can see the actors faces under the turtle suit sometimes and all these little things but they did the best of their ability they really pulled this off i thought this looked amazing as a kid i thought this looked real i thought these turtles were real i was convinced the turtles were real you know at three years old and seeing this i thought like how would they i never even thought about costumes and how they could have done this production wise but you know now i'm just like wow hey you know, now I know, but when I was a kid, I couldn't believe the way they did this, and I thought the turtles were real, I was that kid going up to every sewer drain, hollering, turtles, you know, like I said, and that's what it's about, 
Um, get us some more gritty turtles. Get us some old school turtles, but keep them looking normal. Keep them like this. This is some of the best ways to ever look. Those new figures that are out, the statues and the those big figures and the little ones that they got going that are movie accurate to this are fantastic. That's getting some new buzz for the turtles. And yeah, a great series, underrated series now. And yeah, let's get turtles back out there and get us some gritty turtles. Thank you very much. Alrighty, thank you for everyone uh, listening to this podcast this week. I'm sorry if it was out a bit late today. Um, this week has been absolute hell for me, to tell you the truth. I um, almost left work because I felt so sick. And yeah, it's just coming off those meds. It just kind of hits you later on. And you think you're done with the withdrawals and they hit you again. And you just feel like crap. But you know what? Get your questions in for the next Q&A, please. Uh, it really helps me out. I love getting the questions from you guys. I like featuring you in the video. I like shouting you out. So definitely do that. Um, Yeah, more trans. I'll try to have a bit more Transformers-related stuff next week. This has heavy on the Ninja Turtles, heavy on the Lion King. But I did get some Transformers stuff in there as well. And some other topics and yeah sometimes this is what this podcast would just be about is me chatting away and giving some life stuff telling you about my life and what's happened that week that's what i'm going to do more in the beginning like the walk-in it's called you know the intro the walk-in and then we'll also have the q a part then we'll get to transformers and then if we do any movie reviews and stuff like that it'll come next and maybe i'll fit more things about gaming into the uh, podcast as we go it's just been a crazy week and yeah basically just got this done so i hope you enjoy thank you for supporting me here check out my social media and links down below that really helps me out remember to share this podcast remember to watch this podcast and yeah once we get the first 10 videos over uh 100 views each so go back to the playlist check them out and this video this is also uh this podcast is also on spotify and anchor so check it out there if you just want to listen but let's get on the youtube channel every episode first 10 episodes once they're all posted over 100 views each and we'll do some giveaways some transformer stuff and yeah some stuff like that related love to give back to you guys thank you for supporting me here um you guys are great you guys are fantastic you guys really get me through uh the day and yeah you really just inspire me to keep making more content and help this channel grow and yeah i think we're picking up a little more steam again and yeah let's try to get to that 1300 subscribers so we can do those giveaways then get to 2k i mean 2000 subscribers i'll be feeling pretty happy and motivated and hopefully my health will be at top notch so thank you for being here as always stay strong stay safe stay positive and this dolphin might even catch you on that flip side y'all bye